Good morning, this is Jeff and John. We're from the other side of the pulpit. It's been a while since we've been on here. Easter came around and a couple other things happened. But uh, anyway, we're back and uh, we've got a different topic today. Uh, John was listening to somebody that said something that he went, huh? And so um, we uh, we always, huh? we don't... <laughs> We don't always discount or we don't we don't care who it is and what it, what they say. We always we don't discount till we've discovered. Yes, we we study to make sure we're right on our understanding of the Word of God, no matter where the information comes from. And when somebody says something that's different. We go back and go, did, did we miss something or did we not look at something correctly or whatever? And um, so anyway, that's what we're going to be talking about today. And we're going to throw you for a curveball, throw you for a loop. You're going to be going, huh? Just like John did, just like I did. And so then we'll come back to whatever it was we was talking about. Yes. Before. So let us uh, let us pray. Dear Lord, Father, as we come to you now. Lord, let us understand your word and um, and understand what you're telling us and not try to get something out of it that we that we just make up on our own. Lord, and, and that we that we can understand and others can understand. Uh, Father, we ask you to be with anyone who would listen to this uh, podcast, Lord, so that you could open their hearts and their minds up. And Lord, that they would they would decide to study for themselves your word. Father, we ask God in your son's holy name. Amen. All right, John. The subject of the conversation that came up, I was listening to this gentleman, and of course, y'all got to understand, and we do too, and that's one reason we do what we do, is I don't care how schooled, how knowledgeable, how many schools of doctrine or theology or anything that anybody has went to, no human being has a perfect knowledge of Scripture. Correct. Uh, we all have denominational bents. We all have theological bents. Uh, and it's not just something that's come out in recent. I mean, it goes all the way back to the formation of the church. Mm-hmm. And when I say church, that's where the, the Catholics say that Peter came off and he was the first pope. But if you look at that from their aspect, then Peter was married, so how could he be a pope in accord accord with the church? Yep. Think about it. Yeah. Priests can't marry, right? Right. Well, Peter couldn't be the first head of the church because he was married. Yeah. All right. It goes back to that. It goes back to the cross. It even goes as far back as to the apostles who actually walked with Jesus opposing Mm -hmm. Paul the way they did. Mm-hmm. And Paul having arguments. I mean, uh, Paul called Peter out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul and Barnabas got was Mark, Paul, Paul and Paul and Barnabas, Barnabas got, got into it over John Mark. Yes, and they split. So uh, when we come up with stuff, you know, when things like this come up, we got to do it with the understanding none of us are right. None of us are right. None of us are completely one hundred percent accurate in our information of whatever. And history happens. Because I was thinking about this particular thing. You saw this with your own eyes when you went to Mexico. Where'd you go down there, the Aztecs? I went down to uh, the Mayan territory. Mayans, Mayans, okay. And so let me give you, the Mayans have a, a beautiful, the 
the Maya, the, the, around the United States, the Catholic Church, they go all out. They have the biggest, nicest buildings. Um, and they have, and they're beautiful. And even in Mexico, they're beautiful. But the Mayan church is even more beautiful. The Mayan church is, is huge. And one of the things that the Mayans did to combat Christianity, when Christianity started coming in, they adapted their, their, their theology of their, of their beliefs and their cultures to say that God is another God. And um, which that's not something new because um, when Paul started preaching, um, he came in and he, and he said, I know the unknown God. And, uh, you know, everybody had, they had a bunch of different gods and they had the unknown God. But yes, when you, so you go down to there and, and you see these people that, that believe in multiple gods and one of the gods they believe in is God. And so they pray to a bunch of different gods and it depends on what they need. And they don't realize that, that doing that, they're still not following God, but they're following a world-centered or a secular-centered um, Christian view. It's not even a Christian view. Which if you think of it though, Jeff, and this just came to mind when you were talking about that, uh, that, all, that goes all the way back to Paul. Mm -hmm, it does. Uh, because Paul is the one that was walking down uh, to the what was it, the Parthenon, mm -hmm. and he walks through all of these gods that these Gentiles have set up. These mm -hmm. you know idol worshippers have set up, and in that multitude of images that they had set up, there was a, a, a shrine or a, or a place of, of mm -hmm. the acknowledgement god. to the unknown god. And that's the God that Paul took to them, which is the God of creation. Mm -hmm. And that's what he was telling them. Which was different. All of those was different from the God of the Jews, who was God. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that, even going further back than that. But see, I, you, you have to ask yourself, though, what was that great temple, that great shrine set up to them for? They used it for human sacrifice. Mm -hmm. All right. Where did, where, did, where did that people go? They disappeared. Yeah, yeah. All right, where did the Incas go? They disappeared. they disappeared. Where did the Aztecs go? There's still some Mayans around, but they're scattered out. Nobody really knows but, where they are, though. But I mean, the, the, Mayans, the Mayans are the people who live in Mexico in that area are Mayans. Yeah. So, anyway, go ahead. But they're Tell descendants us. of those people, but yet that civilization as a whole is, yeah, is gone. gone. Yes. Oh, it's just like when you go back and you look at at the cow. Some people say Chaldeans. Some people say Chaldeans. Oh, I mean, I, which one? Whichever one it is, that people doesn't exist anymore. That's right. So, Ted, tell us what you heard from this gentleman. All right. Uh, and I was trying to find it right here while you were talking. Uh, Daniel chapter 3, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, well, I was close. I was very close on it. All right, Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold, and he describes the height and all this stuff like this, and uh, it says that Nebuchadnezzar at a certain time, you know, that when they hear all the instruments and music, they were supposed to fall down and worship this idol, right? Correct. All right. It, it, it also comes up to where 
what we call today Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was supposed to fall down and worship the same mm-hmm. idol. Yes. Or another idol like it. Mm-hmm. And they didn't do it. Correct. Uh, I think Daniel got in trouble for praying to somebody else other than this God, other than Nebuchadnezzar. Well, well, and, and, and when you get over there to Daniel, um, <clears throat> going to the lion's den, um, they were supposed to pray to the king and his kingdom. Yeah, to worship the king yeah. and his kingdom and yes. set him forth as God. Yes. Well, the, the comment that got all this started was this gentleman was... He was talking about one of the reasons that Daniel wouldn't fall down, which one of the reasons it wouldn't fall down is because this guy was trying to set him up as God. And Daniel knew the God of creation, which was the God of the Jews, right? Yes. And that's the God that he worshipped, the, you know, the Jehovah God. Uh, Elohim, the you know the the supreme supreme. Well, and he made the statement that one of the reasons that these Jewish guys couldn't fall down and worship this image, and there are multiple reasons, but one of the reasons he said is it, it's because this image that he set up, and I read stuff into it now, okay, was that this image that he set up was so immoral. And ungodly, and and it was such a filthy-looking idol that he didn't want to talk about it on his platform. You know, whatever that whatever media platform it was that it, that his talk was going into. You know, and of course, at that time when you you know it's like us, we don't know where this is going. Right. I mean, for all we know, this may one day show up on Channel Nine News in Columbus. Or I don't know. I'm just, yeah. You know, I'm just saying. But but not having knowledge of of how far this will go, uh, he didn't want to go into detail as to what this idol was, this image that was set up was. Right. But it was huge. Now, when you think about the immorality and the idol worship of that time, how many gods did they worship? I mean, and I, I looked up this morning, I looked up in a, in a Bible encyclopedia dictionary uh, by Wycliffe, at least 30. And that didn't even include the gods of the Greeks. You know, right. uh, Athena and, and Zeus and all that other bunch, you know, mm-hmm. that they counted as gods. Uh, what is the, Greek, the alphabet that goes through at the colleges? Mm-hmm. The, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, alpha, alpha, theta, yeah, and gamma, then, delta. And they each got their own little. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you you think about some of the movies nowadays that Marvel's putting out. Mm-hmm. Thor's one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thor had a bad brother. Mm-hmm. Well, see, all of the all of this idolatry, all of this false doctrine, all of this deception that's coming in. When he said that about that idol, then, well, it, it brought Venus to mind. Mm-hmm. It brought uh, the the god of the, the the Ephesians, Diana or Artemis, who fell mm-hmm. down out of heaven. Uh, was it is it possible for them to have built an idol that was so immoral and ungodly like that? Yes, it was. It was possible. I mean, you think about the, the Sphinx. Mm-hmm. What was that? An, it was an idol. What mm-hmm. was it? An idol too? It was something they built to worship. Mm-hmm. Just like all those the 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 pyramids and the sarcophaguses. I mean, all this th- just so. 
How do you find something like that out in 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 where the to actually? You got to look at history. I mean, history says itself, and it it it's something that I'm going to have to start looking into, but it's not in the Bible as to a description of it now. A description that God does give in the Bible is a description of, of the, the head of gold and the bronze and then, you know, the one that the rock rolls down and it crushes and all. Now, that that is an image of the ten nations of the European Union mm-hmm. that God's going to crush if the Antichrist is going to come out of. Mm-hmm. We understand that. But as far as having an actual description of, a, of another image like that, it doesn't, I don't think it goes into detail. But this guy gave the implications that that in Scripture it does, I don't want to use the word allude, but I can't come up with it right now. But it, it does indicate the immorality. Infer. That, yeah, it infers the immorality of that image that was set up. Mm-hmm. Now, I also, I also, in my mind, also know that there are periods in time where the Bible was written and sections of it were taken out. Now, I don't mean, I don't, I mean, not mistranslated, not misinterpreted, but taken out. Why? Well, you go back during some of the periods of, of where uh, the, I can't even think of the, the countries right now, but they thought when you started talking about, the, you know, the uh, person's sexuality, uh, about adultery and immorality and, and, and things like that and, and things that, that go on in the Corinthians. They took those sections out because they thought the prudish, that's the word, one of the words I was looking for. Uh, what was it? King, uh, queen. One of the queens had this removed because it was such a filthy topic and she didn't want the <clears throat> common people to think in the wrong thought process. So if you don't talk about it, then you don't think about it, right? That's some people's theory. That's some people's theory. Well, and you, Jeff, when you go through a King James or a, a, one of the old study Bibles, you see these sections, that have, mm-hmm. whole sections that have been left out, but yet they've been reinserted because they are scripture. It's proven they're scripture. It fits in with the canon, but yet when it talks about the immorality, they didn't want their people to be exposed to the immorality of it because they were prudes. You know, people that wore their, they covered everything from their chin to their toenails, you know. Uh, that's what got me thinking about all this, you know, this, this guy made the statement about this, and I'm going, you know, it's a possibility that they could have done that. But yet, biblically, it doesn't explain it. Uh, of course, biblically, it doesn't explain the Greek gods either. But yet we know that societies worship that because it's evident in our schools of learning nowadays. You know, the Greek, the Greek stuff that's there now. The, the Aztecs, it's evident that that was there even though it's not contended, you know, contained in the Bible. It's not biblical. It is historical, but maybe not biblical. Uh, and I just wondered about it. I just wondered about it. And, and if, if I can't come up with it on my own, I'm actually going to get in touch with the guy and get him to explain it to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, because my curiosity's up now. My curiosity's up right now. And, and, and so far, I have found this person to be 
one of the most legitimate ones I've ever run across, and he's not in it for the money. I mean, he's, he said, look, he said, if, if, if this thing falls apart, I'll go back to doing what I've been doing all my, you know, all my life. He said, this is just what I've been presented. This is the doors that have been open. This is what I'm doing right now. So uh, he has no other goal other than just like we're doing right here, clarify the scripture, mm -hmm. investigate, look at, study, discuss, and, and, and figure out what's truth and what's not. Mm -hmm. So that that's that's what I got. That was my thought process. That's what I came across. That's the question I asked. What was this image? Now, see, when you presented it to me, you presented it as an image, a certain image, and well, where were we at? Tell you what were we did. Yeah. <laughs> um, but here's my my thing on it. Um, when you do a study on the words, and I haven't. I haven't searched the entire Bible for it, but um, what this? But when you look at this, it, it talks about image, and the Greek word that was used in this chapter was used, and and um, the word means image, like is in a human image. So there's speculation that some theologians believe that. It, it was um, an image that from when he dreamed uh, the dream and, mm -hmm. and that image and some believe it was an image of himself and and, and uh, but see my my theory on people taking stuff out of the Bible and putting stuff in is God was not going to allow people to take out of the Bible what he didn't want to take out of the Bible mm-hmm and if it was taken out, was it put in? Well, you see, there there again you go are some of the modern translations we have now. Yeah. When you translate, like, the King... There was one version of the Bible that was translated, and when it was translated, the people that were doing the translating added in stuff that... that had their family members in it and had stuff in there that wasn't in it. And when the king saw that, he made them, he, he wanted them to destroy it. And because it was a lot thicker Bible than, than what, and when he had, he saw what they had done and he had the, he wanted them to destroy that Bible. And he got rid of all of those people. And then he got some more to come in that translated it you know, act more accurately instead of putting in stuff and, 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 uh, you know, my, my thing, John is, is God is not a God of confusion. No, he's not. And, he's not at all. And if something is said that causes people to confuse, be confused and question that the Bible is legit, that's heresy and well, it's not of God. And here's the question. Um, it does not specifically say in here what it was. It and says it, a golden image. A golden image. A golden image. That's all it says. All it right. doesn't say what the image was. If it was a an animal, or if it was him, if it was his nudity, if it was if it was an object. But it was huge. Else, but it was ninety feet. It was huge. It was sixty cubit, which is about ninety feet by nine feet. It was uh, it was three score cubits high and 
six cubits wide. Mm-hmm. Which comes out to be 90 feet by nine feet if you do it in today's measurements according to what I've read. If the, if you're, if they're showing, if they've done the accurate measurement uh, calculations or whatever, um, then it's 90 feet wide by nine feet wide or diameter is nine feet, I say, you know. And uh, and it was probably, was it complete gold or was it gold overlaid? Historically, most of the things that they found were gold overlay, which means it wasn't solid gold, but it was gold plated or whatever. Made an image of gold. Yeah. And so, you know, do, was it complete gold? I. Being that tall, I would think that it would have to have something in there to support it. Um, being 90 feet tall, it, because gold is a very soft gold. Gold is a very soft metal. And, uh, and most of the images that were found in that, in that area of the world were found to be gold. Gold, I say overlay, but they had a base inside of it that would help hold it steady. Um, but it was an image of gold and it appeared to be gold and, and it may have had some mixture in there to keep it stronger than, so it may not have been like 24 karat. If you had 24 karat gold and you try to build it 90 feet tall, it was gonna, it was gonna melt in the hot sun. Yeah, well, um, I, I, basically spoiling into this, I'm just, I, what I wanna do is investigate and I wanna get back into what in, in, into where he got his description of what this thing was, how he came to to the to the deduction that this was what it was. See, as a Christian, um, now does it matter? Probably not. Well, if it mattered, it would definitely be in there. Yeah. I believe with all my heart that God did not allow anything to be taken out of this Bible that we needed Absolutely. to know. Absolutely. If we needed to know it, then He would not have had to let anybody, nobody would have changed anything. Right. Which um, is one reason I, uh, Jeff, I, I don't know, I'm going back more to the King James now. Because I'm, I'm, I'm finding, and I'm not doing this to throw anything in here, okay? Mm-hmm. But when you go back and you look at look at when it was originally translated, not originally, but when uh, when they found the Dead, Dead Sea Scrolls back in the forties, mm-hmm. well, when they took the Greek scholars when they translated those scrolls, mm-hmm. they took that and looked at the Book of Isaiah, which is that's what it was, and the King James version was almost verbatim mm-hmm. with what it said, mm-hmm. with what those scrolls. I mean, it was that accurate. Oh. I always like the King James Version uh, the best. I read when I preach out of the ESV only because people, people can understand it better. And that's the only reason that I went to, to the New King James is yeah. because of that. We don't do the these, thou's, whether for yes. and all that anymore. But yet I have found, you know, differences that actually changes the 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 meaning not necessarily, that's not the word I'm looking for. I know what you're saying because I've, I've done the same thing and I'm trying to think of a good example of a word. Well, when you change the and and the. Well. When it says Paul was an apostle 
as opposed to King James saying it was the apostle. The is a singular word, and is one of many. Well, he was one of many apostles. Not to the Gentiles. Paul was the first apostle to the Gentiles. He but was he like was, the head of the church. He was the one Gentile of the church. But there was more than one apostle. Yeah, but they were after Paul. So you could but here's the other thing. I was told that the Greek manuscripts don't have articles A and a D. That's true. So So they were added by the King James English. Yes. So they were added to make people where they could understand the, the writing. So to make because we don't have articles and when the Greek and Hebrew don't have articles, then putting a lot of weight on the article means that you're putting too much weight on it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, is that the, is that the case? I mean... Neither one of us are scholars on this, okay? We're not Greek scholars. We're, we're not Hebrew scholars. But, we don't know Aramaic. So what, what we have is we have to take what we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why I believe... And this being the oldest... Well, almost. Because we don't speak 1611 either. Yeah. The 1611, the difference between the six... I've got uh, the difference between 1611 and this. Is you can read this. You can read well, it's, and you can read it. If you look at it, you can read it. But of is, I want to say, UB mm-hmm. instead of OF. Mm-hmm. And so... The, and, the V's and the U's are... Different. Different. And it may be OB instead of UB. I can't remember. But the letters, the way we pronounce letters, the pronunciation of the letters is different so that that's why it's different, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's exactly the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. And if you look at it, but but because of the way we pronounce our letters, um, OF is, is of... Today, but it was it was it was OB or UB. I think it was OB back in that day. And then uh, there's some there's some other things that were that were different based on the fact the way they pronounced and the way we pronounce. Which their way is, if you think about it, of would be OB better than it would OF. Mm-hmm. OF does not make a buh sound, but mm-hmm. we call it of um, John of. Mm-hmm. Alabama, you know, whatever, and and so, um, but yeah, getting back to it, there's other things too that in the translations that that I think lose something because um, because we've changed the meanings of the words have changed, and because the meanings of the words have changed, and they really, I say they've changed. We've added meanings to mm-hmm. them. Um, well, and, and uh, to me, the perfect example of how we have changed things yes. is, is when you look at the Constitution of the United States, mm-hmm. which is, what, less than 300 years old, mm-hmm. okay? When you take the separation of church and state, you take just that one, that one piece of the Constitution right there, mm-hmm. and you look at what, what the founders meant for it to be, and you look at what it has turned into, and the wording itself has not changed. Yeah. The wording itself, it's the same identical wording that they're using Separation now. Separation of church and state was intended that the church, the state would not, not dictate interfere with what the church. the church says they could do. You can right. worship how you want to worship, what you want to say, and the church can't, the state can't do anything. 
but the state has turned it around to benefit themselves. Where the state, where the church now has to stay out of the state. Yes. That they have, they have got the, the sovereignty and the supreme rule. Yes. And, and but the wording's not changed. The 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 written word on that paper has right. not changed. It's the way that the people have interpreted and twisted it around to to make it. And and that's what we've done with scripture. Absolutely, I, I, that I totally exactly, agree with you. Which is one reason I'm trying to dig into it so much. Well, and here's what I'm looking at. If doing that, it's been the Bible has been studied for centuries, mm-hmm. and you've got some great people who have studied the, the scriptures and who've written books and all that kind of stuff. And for me and you in 2022 to discover something that they did not discover or take something that they discovered and change something that all these other scholars didn't would be doing the exact same thing mm-hmm. because what did they miss that you and I are going to catch? Mm-hmm. And so... Which goes back to now, even today now... In the Jewish culture, there's still what you know what a yeshiva is. Mm-hmm. It's a school that they put these young rabbis in training into, mm-hmm. and what they do is they take a passage of the Old Testament, or a verse, or a section, or a book, and they do nothing but twelve hours a day. They sit and study that section, looking for something that the Old Testament prophets missed. In doing that, I feel like you're going to try to find something that's not there. That's exactly right. Which, and if you which find, what and comes so, forward into the New if Testament. If you find something that's not there, then you're, then you're completely off base and it's heresy. Well, is that changing? You're changing something. If you find uh-huh. something that's not there, then you're making it up. If you're making it up, then it's heresy, isn't it? Let's see. I, I don't want to take time because we're, we're already out of time anyway. Mm-hmm. But where it comes in here, it says, uh, where God has blinded their minds mm-hmm. to where they wouldn't see the light of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Where he, he... This is another problem I get because I study too many different because mm-hmm. when I come back to the one that I'm actually using, I'll lose it. Let their eyes be darkened that they may not see and bow down their back always. It's uh, Romans chapter 11. It talks about David and, and how God has given the Israelites, present day, a spirit of slumber where their eyes couldn't see what the Scripture says. He, he purposely put that on it. And why did He do that? Because of their unbelief, because they hardened their hearts. It's like when you when you start talking about what he did with, with uh, Moses giving a bill of divorcement. Why did Moses give a bill of divorcement? It's because of the hardness of their hearts. That that's one reason that that the Jews were not able to see that Jesus was their Messiah. Trying to find something in the Bible that's not in the Bible that somebody that everybody else in the world has missed from the beginning of the of, of time to now and trying to because what what did they what did they blind him of did he blind him of, of understanding the, the the scripture and understanding what it was blinded him. but 
but you're taking one verse of scripture out to 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 try to say, well, I can find something that nobody else has. Yeah, but that that particular that, part that I'm talking about, sending more than once, and I've looked at it quite a bit, and I've wondered, why would God do that? That's a why? good that's a good question, but why? I don't think that's going to be a basis for saying that I can discover all kinds of new things in no, the scripture no, 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 that no. nobody else has. Well, you, Just like this guy that said that that this if if it was. Making an image and taking anything, taking the focus off of God and putting it on anything else is is a is a terrible thing. And I believe that trying to discover too much stuff that's not in the Bible that you're trying to fill in the gaps and 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 see is well, doing the exact same thing. It's confusing people and taking when when we do. And I think just like I I listened to a guy that was talking and he got the scripture out of context and, and turned it around and I'm like, dude, there's nothing about that that makes sense. And and he and he did not he did not follow the scripture. He was and you know that honestly that's one of the things that scares me to death about being a pastor and preaching is preaching something that might be that I may have taken out of context or that I may have taken wrong or that I may have understood wrong. And then I've got to turn around, and I'm and I preach it so that 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 because uh, I love studying this. I love studying. I love discovering. And to me, I discover stuff all the time. But but when I discover stuff, I find out that it's not new that nobody else knew about. That it's stuff yeah. that other people knew about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The reason uh, I, I, I know exactly what you're talking. Well, it's, it's see, it's what. But, but to discover something that that's not. That they missed. Yeah, it's, it, I find it hard to believe that, that you and I are going to find something that everybody else. Oh, we're in not. The world. Everything yeah. that's in this book has been written for a purpose. Every mm-hmm. word in this book is here for a purpose. And anything taken out of the Bible, I, I'm a firm believer that the stuff taken out and stuff added, God allowed to. But God's not going to let His living word be. Turned around so that we, so that it messes us up, so that we can't find him. I don't care what translation it is, and all that. I just I feel like God's going to take it. Now there may be some that, like the message, people say the message is a Bible, and the message is not a Bible. The message no, is a, is a man, and you kind of paraphrasing the Bible. It's, and it's, it's just like the Living Bible is a paraphrase. Yes. And, uh, now, does and it, it read good? There, the Living Bible says it's a paraphrase of the yeah. Bible. It, it does not say that it is. And it reads good. It does. Um, but it's just like there was a there was a, a book, and we did it in Sunday school, and and after the first chapter, I was like, you know, they left so much out. Mm-hmm. But it, I realized, I said, this is not the Bible. You're not reading the entire Bible. You're reading. It's a, it's lessons that you're reading. And that's going to carry you through mm-hmm. every book of the Bible, but it's not the Bible. I can't remember the name of the study, but it was a, it was a good study. And it, it, and I told the people, I said you'd be better off reading the whole Bible and doing the same study, but, but it, you can't read the whole Bible through like that. I mean, taking too long. But, but, uh, but in a nutshell, you know, this guy saying, alluding to something that is not in the Bible. I would like to know where he got it because, and I'm, I'm gonna find out. Yeah, really. I would love to know where he find out where he where he got his information. But at the end of the day, 
Um, everything that I've read on this since then says that, that the Greek word that was that was translated that translates image in our in our is in what they used in Daniel was an image of a, a person. And of course, see, then again, we don't know the extent of the perversion of the society at that time. We know it was totally, completely perverted. We do know that. But we don't know all that stuff that they used to worship back in those days. Yeah, we just but, know it's false gods. Just like yes. the Aztecs and the Incas and all this other stuff. And, 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 and our society is... Hey, our society is just as, as bad as it is... Good morning. Good morning. We're almost finished with our podcast. Y'all come on <laughs> no, in and join fine. us. Y'all uh, we got uh, the book of Malachi and Grace is here. We don't argue with Grace because we know that Grace, Grace always win. wins. Grace exactly. always wins. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> so look, we're going to take up uh, another, we'll finish this another time. Uh, John's going to close us in prayer, folks. Father, thank you this day. Thank you for the opportunity to come in and share your word, investigate your word, and learn your word. Father, help us as we go through this to open, have our eyes open to what you say. Learn the things that matter and the things that don't. And please, Lord, help us to understand your plan. Mm-hmm. Your plan from, from Genesis 1 all the way through to Revelation. Father, go with us through our service, our day, and our week, and keep our hearts and our minds focused on you in Christ's name. Hello, this is Jeff and John. We're from the other side of the pulpit. Um, we got to talking about stuff last week, and we did not record a message last week uh, or our conversation. We did that intentionally because sometimes you just need to be in the truck. That's my me and John. We we get to talking. Some we used to just talk in the truck um, because we'd be going somewhere. We and uh, so sometimes we get alone. We just need to have our in the truck conversations, and we enjoy those. Um, it's. Uh, it's really it's, personal. Yes. And nobody else needs to know. But it, it, it's just the three of us, me and John and God, and uh, not necessarily in that order. Um, but uh, anyway, so we're, so we're here today. We're going to start uh, to have another conversation, but we're going to let y'all be involved in this one. Uh, so let us pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this day and for anyone who would take time to listen to this uh, podcast. Lord, I uh, just want to spark some thought and some... Some, some interest in their hearts and minds to get deeper in the, in the Word of God and Your Word so that they can grow in their faith and that, Lord, that You can touch them and, and, uh, and, and give them strength. Uh, Father, we ask You to be with us today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Johnny. We've, uh, we've been kind of batting back and forth between us. The, the theology or the doctrine or the definition or the understanding of what repentance is and how it happens and where it comes from. Yes. Uh, and in doing so, I've, I've looked at a lot of different theological ideas this week. And actually, since we started talking about this, I've, I've looked at quite a few different, different varying and odd and Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think the definition that, that we're looking for is one that we've been duped into or deceived into or, or talked into by a society that's trying to conform to something that it can't conform to. Mm-hmm. 
because it's not trying to conform to God's ideas of things. Right. It's trying to conform to its own ideas of how it wants to make itself work in harmony. And as you know, there is no harmony mm-hmm. in a fallen society. Yes. And in a society that's trying to leave God out. Correct. Because in, in, in coming to that conclusion, do you realize, I don't know if you've ever really investigated this or not, because I know you don't listen to a lot of other people. Uh, and, and by people, I mean, you know, different doctrines and theologies. And mm-hmm. it, it's, it's a changing it, it it is a progressive thing. Repentance. No, I'm talking about the way that, that, that things are viewed now, like repentance and salvation. Oh yeah, people are are very progressive in their in their way of thinking, but they're progressive in in changing God to sit, fit society versus themselves to fit to God. Um, we should progress from being worldly to godly, and that is a progression within itself as well. Um, a new Christian, when they receive Christ and they have faith, they're, they're the faith of a baby, you know, and and so they're drinking milk. So, I, I mean, I depends on how... I, I want to make sure I'm on the same page with you when you're talking about progression. Are you talking about that they that we're progressing our faith to be stronger and stronger and stronger or are you talking about a progression of changing God to fit our lifestyle oh uh, yes <laughs> yes I mean because there there's a progression with me and you in and should be every Christian that as as you study God's word, you get to under, you understand it more deeply, and when you understand it more deeply, you um, you you're, you're the deeper you are, the 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 more I guess the more you're changed. And repentance is God changing you, in my opinion. Um, you know, when you think about repent repentance, um, God's God's molding like the potter. He's molding us into something, and we're we're going from being broken and or being a lump, a lump of clay to being something, and it takes time to progress into that. And it's something that we'll never complete until we reach heaven. Well, it, it, Jeff, it 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 goes back deeper than than what a lot of times we really want to look at because it goes all the way back. The, the, there was a there was a beginning in our society, uh, and I being slightly older than you are, yes, much. Slight, slightly, yes, slightly, S- slightly much. Forty two years older than me. S- slightly much older. <laughs> uh, I I saw things, uh, and and it's it, it's the same with with people that are older than you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, like, you don't remember when we had an assassination of a president. I do. Yeah, that was before my time. Because they sent everybody home that day. Mm-hmm. That was and, barely and, before my time, but you were, in, you were in, what, middle school when that happened? Actually, I was I was in East Calhita, which means that I was before the sixth grade. Yeah, so you were in elementary school. Yeah. Uh, anyway... They were at a point 
at that time, one of the reasons that they sent everybody home from school that day is not because the president got shot, but it's because the president got shot and the Cubans were about to shoot missiles at everybody. Mm-hmm. So what better time to attack a, an enemy than when their leader is, you know, the commander-in-chief is dead. Right. And that's one of the reasons, because we thought that a, an invasion was imminent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's back during the cold, what's called the Cold War, which really wasn't that cold. It was just, you know, a bunch of politics and semantics and things like that, mm-hmm. just as it is in a lot of cases today. But when you when you talk about that, you talk about removing any kind of... I, I came through a period, and all, all of us my age came through a period where God was slowly and very methodically removed from our society as being... Uh, as being a pen or a pillow, not pillow, but pillar, of mm-hmm. a, a, a very fixed point mm-hmm. that our whole society was pinned to and based on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you go from that, because I remember blue laws, and you don't know what blue laws are. I've heard of blue laws, but I don't know. They, they didn't have them. Well, I'm, let me rephrase that. I was born in the 70s, so they may have been around... But by the time I knew what a, you know, all that would be, they were not around. Yeah. So I don't know. Explain so people listening would know what well, blue law is. A, a blue law is that you couldn't buy anything on Sunday because Sunday was holy. Mm-hmm. You didn't do business on Sunday mm-hmm. unless it was an essential thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, police, fire, medical. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless it was I- I- essential to... See, when I came along, that was... Uh, that was still in small town, but not in. And I grew up in Metro Atlanta, so I didn't. We didn't have a clue. There were stores open, mm-hmm. people, restaurants mm-hmm. open. We went out and ate after church, mm-hmm. and yeah. So, uh, but in in that sl- very methodically and very slowly changed, mm-hmm. uh, just as it's doing today. Now, what what we've progressed into now is is a what's been misconstrued and taken out of the Bible is a renewing of the mind whereas you conform you make everything conform to your positive way of thinking about things mm-hmm. which you know which goes back to this the, the philosophy and the, the, the doctrine that of universalism mm-hmm. everybody eventually is going to come to God well yeah we do know that is that true yeah everybody's eventually going to come to God mm-hmm. but it's where you go after you get to God mm-hmm it's been left out of the equation. Yeah, you, universalism says that everybody eventually is going to be saved. That's not. Even the devil, eventually, will come to that point where God re-accepts him and he's, he's, because he's served his time. That's not, that's not biblical. I hadn't seen that in the book of Scriptures, but that's... It's not in Scripture. Yeah. It's, it's, it's misinterpreted. It's pulled out. Just like... Uh, just uh, so many, Jeff. There's so much unscriptural, uh, misconstrued, redefined doctrine that the church eats itself now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we eat each other. Mm-hmm. Even even in our own assemblies, we we eat each other. Everybody's at odds against everybody mm-hmm. else. Which is exactly what the devil wants us to do, mm-hmm. and and it's it's one reason that when I when I 
when I talk, when I try to, to show people what God's Word says, it's one reason that I, I'm so intently focused on getting everybody back to the very basics, to the, to the essentials, to, to the things that everybody can agree on, and then go from there and, 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 and figure these things out. Mm-hmm. Not in the way that we want them to figure out, but in the way that Scripture has figured them out for us. Mm-hmm. It's been revealed to us. Correct, yeah. In, instead of taking segments, okay, I'm, I'm going to form a church and all we're going to follow is Romans. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, well, I'm going to start a church and all we're going to go by is Corinthians. Or we're just going to study the Old Testament. You, you, you see where I'm leading into this? I think it's gotten even more shallow than that. It has. I mean, I think if you just if you follow one book of the Bible, you probably still get to heaven. But there's people out there teaching scripture that's not even scripture. They, there's people out there basing their whole doctrine on the fact that you got to be reading out of the King James version, or you're going to hell. Or you got to be singing out of a certain song. Yeah, and that's just not accurate. Um, not every song played. People are gonna like, but not every song played is a bad song. Not every Bible out there is is a bad Bible. Um, but I think John, you know, talking about this, I think it all stems back from from the people who. It's like prayer in church. I mean, in school prayer in church, school was taken out, and the reason why prayer in school was taken out was because I got plenty. Was because there was. The prayer had already left the family. Um, and, and see, this is one of the things that I'm getting at. It's because I was there when that happened. Yeah. See, now that's before my time too. But here's the thing. John, prayer prayer left the family because the the leaders of the church were, were not teaching the people to... The, the, the leaders of the church were not teaching correctly and they were not getting right. deeper and the and the right. families were not getting deeper and and people had had got because there was no tr- I'll be honest John the, the 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 issue of what repentance means is really not even the first step cuz for the I'll be honest no. No. most people don't even think about repentance at all in their faith. Right. Like they don't. Right. They think, okay, I've, I've received Jesus now. What do I? I'm, I'm good to go. I don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. And so, when they're they're out living their life, and it's, it has nothing to do with God, and every people want to go to heaven, and then you got preachers that get up and preach a funeral. I want you to know, I preach funerals of people that I that based on what. The person had told me, based on what others had told me, mm-hmm. the person was not going to heaven. Not mm-hmm. not that I went up and said, are you going to heaven or hell? But their their life, nothing about it represented God at all. Mm-hmm. If you if you went through their life of the don'ts in the, in the Bible, they were doing the don'ts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they wasn't doing the do's. In, mm-hmm. in other words, they had they had no desire to tell others about God but yet they would go out and do everything in the Bible that God says is not going to inherit the kingdom of heaven mm-hmm. um, they were drunkards they were they were gamblers womanizers 
whatever. And you know, they preach their funeral. There's some pastors in the, that would go, well, he's been a better place because he was a church member for 32 years. And, and uh, mm-hmm. of course, he only came once, and that's the day he joined the church. I have preached funerals where I never committed that person to heaven nor hell because it was not my duty. I can't preach somebody into heaven or out of heaven. But I, you try, I think over the years, people have looked at them and said they, they're going to heaven based on their, on the, even though their life never represented that. Mm-hmm. They're in a much better place now. So we have literally weakened and cheapened mm-hmm. I'd agree. And so the the reality is we need to go back before what is repentance and and start talking about what is salvation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> repentance. <laughs> but now we're talking about repentance. So when you get to the to the repentance part, I'm a firm believer that 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 God has to bring you in to repentance. Like, uh-huh. I don't think that there's something that you and I can do on our own without God exactly. to re- to repent. I think that we allow God to work in our lives and well, you, that progression kind of changes. Like, as, as, you, as, as you become stronger in your faith, it, it, it's like a, you were a truck driver for a long time, for what, 30 years? Something like that. Something like yeah. that. Let's just say that. Because um, if you what it was pretty close there, plus or minus. The first year you drove a truck was you was not as good at driving that truck as you were at the end of your career. But I had a whole lot more enthusiasm about it. Cause but it, it, I'm it not was... talking about. But you had you had a lot less ability. Absolutely. I have a cousin that that back when and he's a he's a about four years younger than you, maybe five years younger than you. And uh, back in the day, he went, went in and said, I want a chauffeur's license. Got his chauffeur's license, which was you could drive anything on the road. That's the same, basically the same thing. I yes, think. exactly. I was grandfathered could, in. Yes, yeah, so he did that, and, he, and uh, he went and got himself a job. They said, you know how to drive a truck? He knew how to drive a straight shift uh, mm-hmm. forward. <laughs> so he said, yes, I do. They said, we'll call you. He thought, well, I'm going to go home and learn how to drive a truck. And he went home. They called him before he got home, left a message on his answer machine that says, we got a load for you. You drive out of here first thing in the morning. He called a buddy of his, and, and, and his friend showed him how to drive a truck. He said, he said when he hooked up that truck and pulled out, said he was grinding them gears, and we got it to the, to, to the security gate. <laughs> When they were letting him out, he, and, uh, he said the security guard said, uh, uh, they checked him out, said, uh, I guess it was a security guard. But anyway, he said, uh, he said, uh, I guess them gears need to be filed down a little bit, don't they? He said, yeah. He said, but I'll have them smooth in a minute. And said by the time he got to where he was going, he could change gears a lot better. Mm-hmm. And here's here's the kicker on this. I think it's the same way with with your faith in God. When you first become a Christian, um, you're new at it. Yeah, the enthusiasm's mm-hmm. there more so maybe than some. I don't know. I I, I feel more enthusiastic now than, about studying God's word than I did as a new Christian. To be totally honest, 
because I understand and I and I love to dig deeper. And and that's that part of growth that, that yeah. comes with that repentance because in yeah. that we realize we go back, we realize what before salvation, let me read you just I'm gonna read one verse here, right. okay? It's out of Second Corinthians chapter eleven, and this this comes across this, and it, it talks about the deceit of the devil to start with, but it also talks about the simplicity that we overlook. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, and it's first Second uh, Corinthians eleven chapter verse three it says, "But I fear lest somehow, as the serpent deceived Eve, didn't say Adam, mm-hmm. said Eve, right? All right." Serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, what does that take you back to? That takes you back to the garden mm-hmm. and shows you from the very beginning what it is that we have to repent of. The very first step in understanding repentance is learning what do I have mm-hmm. to repent from? Yeah. Well, you have to you have to learn that God provided through His grace salvation mm-hmm. by a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. It was nothing that Adam did. Nothing. God provided a sacrifice. God provided a way back for us to come back to Him. God provided that realignment. Now what happened after that is Adam began to see where his error came in and mm-hmm. his need of repenting, which is turning back to God and forsaking all that disobedience mm-hmm. that he had. It's, it's, it's something that Adam had to learn to grow into. Why? Because of his fall, because of his mistakes, because of the nature that he got when he surrendered mm-hmm. his inheritance to Satan. And why did he do that? Because he submitted to his wife and not to God. Yes, he placed something over his relationship yes. between him and his creator. And mm-hmm. what was that? It was his it was his gift from God, mm-hmm. his mate, his match. Mm-hmm. He would rather have spent time with his mate, his match, this beautiful thing that God had given him that came out of him. Mm-hmm. He would have rather spent time with that and submitted to that than he had to submit to the ordinances yeah. of God. That's that repentance when that realization comes in. Number one, we've got to have salvation first. We've got to realize what we have got to be saved from. To realize that repentance comes through a new life that we've been given to get to live. Mm-hmm. We can't repent something from something that we know nothing about. We don't understand, Jeff. Mm-hmm. By our nature, our nature is a sinful nature. We're born to sin. Oh, you come up to John, uh, I believe it's 318, mm-hmm. where it says that uh, there's only two kind of people in the world. Either believers or non-believers. Mm-hmm. If you're an unbeliever, you're condemned already. Why? Because of what happened in the garden. Yeah. The simplicity of that. If you're, if you're a believer, then you're saved. Why? How? By what God did for us back in the mm-hmm. garden. By that faith and believing that God's made a sacrifice, a way for us to get back to yeah. Him. Now, when he tells Nicodemus about being born again, Nicodemus don't have a clue. Why? Because the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ and, and, and his spirit being able to come live within us. Had not happened. Had not happened. Correct. Yeah. 
He didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. That repentance can only come when we receive that salvation that's been afforded to us where God then can come in by His Spirit and move in and give us a new nature that we can live out of. Which means it's just like a farmer. You know, Jeff, the Bible talks so much in farming terms. Mm-hmm. Oh, if you've got a field, what do you got to do to redeem that field? First, you've got to go clear it. You've got to get the weeds out. Then you've got to plant a crop. Then you've got to go back and tend that crop. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And, yeah. And that that is a form of a type of what it is what yes. it means for us to, to repent. Yeah. It's changing. Mm-hmm. It's it's allowing the new nature mm-hmm. that we've received to come in and clear our field mm-hmm. for us. That we can't do it. Why? Because of our nature. See we're we're the it's like the vine on the, you know, we're the vine. We're the, I mean, vine. We're the, we're the we're, branches. We're the branches mm-hmm. and God's a vine. He prunes us back so that mm-hmm. we can grow more. And you're right, but he does all that. Mm-hmm. If He if, does. If we're the field, he prepares us mm-hmm. and he, he, he gets us ready, gets everything in because he's the Lord mm-hmm. over the field. And so, yeah, I mean, you're right. It, it, it does refer to that. And I think that, that, when we allow God to come in and and help us to change, we become someone different. Mm-hmm. And it, it, Jeff, it comes from what Paul talks about in 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 Romans. Uh, I think it's second chapter uh, when he talks about when we come to the realization mm-hmm. of the goodness of God. Mm-hmm. That realization is is realizing what He's done to give us the opportunity to have a relationship with him again. Mm-hmm. That grace that was extended back here in the garden. Mm-hmm. When we come to that realization about how he's preserved us, about his mercy being poured out on mm-hmm. us, about all of the good things that he's, he, he's poured into us, not necessarily material things mm-hmm. or even physical things, but all of the goodness that he's provided for us to have a life after we leave this life, mm-hmm. the glory that's in him, the perfection that we can obtain, that we can go into because of what he's done, not because of what we've done, mm-hmm. but because of what he's provided for us. Mm-hmm. He's made it available. Yeah. But we've got to come to that point to where we come to that goodness and realize that goodness that only through him we can attain that. Yep. And it's, it's not something we work into. Mm-hmm. It's something that we yield to. We allow Him to come in and by His Spirit to dominate that old sinful nature within mm-hmm. us. We receive a new nature. That's why He talks about in Corinthians, why Paul talks so much about uh, that we've been bought with a price. Mm-hmm. Yield to that. Mm-hmm. Yield to the one that has bought us. That's part of that repentance. That's part of that. But until salvation comes in, repentance can't happen. That's right. Uh, until you receive that initial salvation and realize what he's done for you and how perfect that sacrifice is, mm-hmm. this is what was the problem with the Jewish people. They couldn't understand it. Yep. Uh, that's, why, uh, that's why there's a whole book called Hebrews. It was written to tell how perfect that sacrifice was. Mm-hmm. No other sacrifice could be made. That's right. 
than what he made. His death, burial, and resurrection is perfect. This is what Easter is about. This is why we celebrate Easter. This is why we acknowledge what happened. The resurrection, him coming out of the grave, was just important as him being put in the grave. If the resurrection had not happened, we have nowhere to base our faith on. Yeah, that's right. Oh, in grasping onto that, when when some and this is where I've been. Okay. Okay. Oh, all these years I've been putting my faith in at some point in time where I've come down and made a commitment. There's a point where I made a decision. No, it's a point where I finally came to the realization of what he's done for me. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in what he's done, it's what he's given me in that package that comes from that reconciliation mm-hmm. with him. That's where the repentance comes in. That's where that starts. We put so much emphasis on us changing our own minds. Mm-hmm. How, how can a corrupt mind by nature be changed into something good by ourselves? We can't do it yet. Mm-hmm. We've got to have a rebirth within. Mm-hmm. We've got to have a realization that, that God's Spirit now comes to live within mm-hmm. us. And, and we're not talking about once saved, always saved. We're not talking about cleaning your act up and cutting your hair and you know doing a wearing a suit to church on Sunday and you know conforming to a set of rules. We're talking about the very basics, the goodness of God in providing a sacrifice, a way, a medium for us to be able to have a relationship with him as a holy, righteous, mm-hmm. perfect, just God. Mm-hmm. Not coming in else this uh what's the they're 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 talking about uh having a just society you can't have a just society why because there's no justice in society why because it's fallen it's corrupt by its very mm-hmm. nature if you don't believe it look at it mm-hmm. I mean we've changed but in our society we've said oh we just gotta love everybody and accept everybody and just take them as they're well no God God requires us to change Mm-hmm. But he, 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 he says that the only way that that change can come about is by his spirit coming in, giving us a new nature to change to. Mm-hmm. And it's up to us to yield into that mm-hmm. once we realize the simplicity of the sacrifice of salvation yeah. we've received. Is, that, is all that making sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm right on board with you. <laughs> I'm right on Here's, I'm right on board with you, but, but I, I, I want to go back and and you made a statement and uh you said this is where you were hung up where you made a commitment and that that took me back in my my mind you know how many times i prayed the sinner's prayer with air quotes y'all um before before i really received jesus as my savior you can't have done any more than i did um when I was when I grew up in a Christian school, so you know we got the Bible five days a week. Mm-hmm. Then I went to church at the same school, so I was there six days a week and Wednesday night. So I had Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. That's three, three mm-hmm. and five is eight messages a week. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, you wasn't you know it's just the way it was. But I say that to say. 
I can remember them having altar call after altar call. I mean, you want to receive Jesus and all that in class and in Bible study on Wednesday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night, whatever. And I can remember saying, but I remember when I was at Praise Mill Baptist Church, when I truly received Jesus and it wasn't the sinner's prayer that saved me. I prayed all those things, but I just didn't have it. It just wasn't there. It just didn't click. It just didn't click. It just didn't click. It just didn't click. And all of a sudden, boom, it clicked. Now, how, however, and at that time, my youthfulness, not only in age, because I was, I was in middle school, mm-hmm. but also in, in spirituality and what I'd been taught, I didn't realize that that moment right then is when I, mm-hmm. I thought I still had to talk to the preacher. When, when you believed. Yes, the day I believed. The day, I, I mean, I ble- wait, I, ble- I knew and believed, but it was that day that I received, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, no, yeah, it does. And yeah, so does. I say that to say we're, we're not all hung in the same, hung up in the same place we're in 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 receiving salvation for some people it comes easier than others and others it comes hard more more difficult than others and and some it's just kind of midstream and i don't know where i fall in that but i look back on that and i go that's the day mm-hmm. that's the day i received christ now there was a time that i wandered in the wilderness there's times that i've that i've not done what i was supposed to do but the whole time i was having an inward battle about what I was doing and what I was supposed to be doing. And, and, if and that makes sense. It, it does. And, and it's that same point. It's that same point mm-hmm. that the children of Israel came to when God had already made this promise, mm-hmm. right? Yes. He already told them, the land's yours. Just go in and take it. Yeah. I've already prepared it. But what did they do? Mm-hmm. They got to that borderline. And why didn't they go in? It's because of unbelief. Yes. He didn't bring up all their past sins. Well, it was their unbelief that kept them out of that land. Here's my thing on on uh, on, on me not living it, walking in the wilderness, so to speak, was I didn't have the faith to step away and 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 I followed I followed a crowd. My fault. No nobody else's fault. My fault. Um, but I followed a crowd that was not going towards God instead of towards God. Mm-hmm. And I had to get myself back. But the whole time, me and God was fighting about it because mm-hmm. I, I was like, but you know, I'm a kid and they're going to make fun of me or I'm this. And I, I didn't have a strong enough faith. And that's why I say I'm more enthusiastic now about serving God than I was back then. However, um, so everybody's a little bit different on mm-hmm. what, what's going on. But it, it it that I can I can still picture that moment in time where I just knew mm-hmm. that I was like okay God it's yours mm-hmm. and and so I did some some struggles and I think too when you receive Christ as your Savior that's when the devil kind of kind of gets mad at you a little bit more because you're not on the team anymore you, you you swap teams so to speak and he comes after you but I say I say that you know because everything you're talking about. I agree with a hundred percent. There's nothing you said this morning I disagree with, but I, I just kind of thought about my life when you said where you got hung up. I go where where I got hung up was was and 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 a lot of that has to do with instead of allowing God to to teach us and to mold us, 
we were trying to do That's it exactly according right. to our own ways. That's exactly and, right. And so I, exactly I was really, right. I was hoping, I'm hoping that if anybody's listening, that this is just another way to say what you've been saying. Yeah. If that makes sense. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, just another absolutely. way of saying what you've said. Yeah. All right. We run over time, John. Well, you've done yeah. a good job this morning. I enjoyed that. Um, it's a good thing. So uh, close us in prayer, brother. Father, thank you this day. I thank you for the opportunity just to share a little bit of of love and the understanding and, and the, the enlightenment and the, the, the revelation of your word. It's not a progressive word, even though it is progressing. It's a plan that you've given us. It's a plan that you've written out before time that we must look into and discover that plan. And it's the same plan for each and every man. It's the same plan. We must be redeemed. We must have that sacrificial blood applied to our hearts and our lives to where your spirit can come in because it's found a clean vessel because of your blood to live in. And by that, live by your spirit on a daily basis because you now possess us and give us a new nature. Father, go with us this morning. Go with us this week. Go with us as we go out and look other people in the face, not to conform to social, what's called social justice now, but conform to your word and to what your spirit leads us into. These things I pray in Christ's name. Amen. Amen.